0: Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello dog lovers and welcome to Dogs with Jobs. It's October, where has the year gone? And I'm, I'm standing here with a scarf on and a coat for the first time. Yet it's been very warm recently and it's suddenly turning. And I have such a treat for you today. I'm quite excited about it actually. I went to the Alsford Agricultural Show, which is a lovely show that I've been going to for several decades, actually, um, in Hampshire, and I found myself up close and personal with a beagle pack, which was wildly exciting for me, because if you're a regular, you'll know I have my own much-loved beagle. But if you've had the pleasure of interacting with beagles generally, you will know it's, it's very hard to be neutral about them. They're incredibly characterful dogs, I should say hounds, as this is a hunting pack, And they're just so much fun. The personality leaps out at you. And you can really hear that, I think, as well in my interview this month, which is with Danny Allen, who's the kennel huntsman for this particular pack. And you can hear his devotion to his beagles, as well as the huge practical knowledge he has about them and the breeding and how they are as individuals. It's it's lovely. Now, I did wonder about bringing you more sporting dogs, uh, because we've talked a bit about sporting dogs for the last couple of editions, haven't we? But I talked to my lovely editor, John, and we decided it was okay on the basis that it's it's seasonal. It is the hunting season now, and so we felt that it was probably a good thing um, to bring you this in real time, rather than saving it for the future. If you are someone who just hates everything to do with the idea of hunting, please have a listen. Beagling is a sport or activity that's been around since Elizabethan times. Um, Beagles have amazing noses. You often see them used as airport sniffer dogs. They're quite small. They're around 14 to 16 inches, which is about the same size as say a Parson Jack Russell. And of course the size means they're not anything like as fast as other types of hounds and so humans follow them on foot there are no horses involved if you've ever been beagling you're lucky because there are only around 60 beagle packs in the uk now Uh, many of them are college packs that are attached to a school or a university and just by way of comparison there are around 350 traditional hunting packs that's hunting with horses trail hunting as it is now Um, and again just to remind you and reassure you that um, all this is with artificial trails that are laid by the people that organise the hunts um, and that's been so ever since the hunting ban. So Danny talks about how they do that as well. Right, it's quite a contrast to last November's interview that I did with the more traditional um, hunting pack of English foxhounds, Um, but you know I have a particular fondness for these it was recorded at the show we were outside there was lots of stuff going on so please forgive the background noise hopefully it doesn't detract from what I thought was a lovely lovely interview with uh, someone who is I don't know appears as crazy about his beagles or his beagle pack that he works as I am about mine so let's go Oh, so thanks for having a chance no problem. <laughs> I'm with Danny Allen yep. of, now I think of it as the Meon Valley card Beagles but is it still? We
1: are the Palmer Marlborough card and Mian Valley Beagles.
0: And how did that happen?
1: Um, so the season before Covid we took over what was the Clingard and Mian Valley Beagles um, my, their mastership was retiring and they were struggling to get out hunting because of lack of country yeah. um, so the proposal was put forward that what was the Palmer Marlborough, um, would sort of amalgamate with them. And,
0: and how does that work in practice? How many couples? Because you, you count in twos, yeah. We count in
1: couples. Um, so in kennels, I've got 25 and a half couple, 51, which is plenty for what we, um, for how often we hunt. We hunt twice a week during the uh, during the hunting season.
0: And when's the hunting season?
1: Uh, anytime now up until end of March. So So you're usually looking September time through to the end of March.
0: And why do you hunt between September and March Uh, rather than the full year round?
1: So it's cooler. Um, Scent is usually better during the colder, darker, damper months rather
0: than... Explain how that works. Scent? Yep.
1: um, If I could understand and tell you how scent works, um, it would be a completely different story (laughs) because if you knew it wasn't going to be a very good scenting day, I wouldn't go out
0: Right um,
1: So it is one of the Mysteries of hunting
0: But generally Presumably Moisture and dew Damp, damp
1: grounds Overcast Yeah um, You know Maybe a, a gentle breeze Not a howling gale Yeah um, Not pouring down With rain so. Yeah Usual things, what you would expect to help with holding scent. Yeah,
0: because I've just we're, we're here at the Alsford Agricultural Show, which I've been coming to for about 20 years because sure. my kids used to come and run with the Beagles, okay, which is part of the parade, yeah. isn't it? Um, and I'm guessing this is kind of part of the job, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, coming and doing parades. PR, and don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many of the shows are you doing a year?
1: Um, so we've actually not done masses and masses of sort of parades like we are today, yeah. Um, we used to do a newbie show, but that's okay. sort of fallen back on itself a little bit recently. Um, we've got a show next weekend, next Sunday. That's Hampshire Country Sports Day. And then we do, obviously, hound shows throughout yes. the year sort of thing. We've done four, four shows this year. Okay. been quite successful, which is good. Ex-
0: what, well, successful in terms of what, trophies? Yeah, or?
1: trophies. So we um, won nine out of 12 classes at oh, Live this year. Wow. Um,
0: Arding Lies the big one, isn't Arding it? Arding Lies,
1: South of England show, yeah. yeah. So we, we got a uh, dog-hound and bitch champion there. And then we right. went and done, um, what else did we do? Uh, Harrogate. We only won the two classes, but then those two hounds went on and won dog-hound championship and bitch championship, which was quite good. Right.
0: Um, Ooh, congratulations. And then we
1: done Ridal show up in Cumbria, up in the lakes. And we won... I think, seven out of ten classes and then won the Supreme Champion of Beagle there, so yeah, we've done really well.
0: And to win one of those classes at a hound show, yep. is this about their confirmation? Confirmation, How their bodies yeah. put together?
1: Yeah. yeah, how they put together, how they move, yeah. um, you know, they got presence in the room, yeah.
0: which... What's that, like dog charisma? Yeah, Hound's they charisma. show themselves
1: off, you know, not one that will sit there quietly, like, oh my god, what's going on, <laughs> but one that is a bit full of itself and really shows that it's it deserves to be there
0: and, and tell me because you're is it kennel master Kenel is that huntsman. the right kennel huntsman yes. um, what are they like I mean we're seeing how many of them stay have you brought with uh, I've titles? got 13
1: and a half couples 13 so and a half couples
0: so 27 hounds. pounds how are they in the kennels I mean people always want me to ask mm-hmm. about the pack dynamics and whether they're, they're, they get on how oh, does it work oh completely
1: um, we don't have any arguments in kennels we don't tolerate any arguments in kennels because we have so many animals living on top of each other you sort of have to be firm because otherwise if one starts then they all start and we've touched woods you know we've not had any arguments any fighting or anything like that in kennels it's it's a real delicate balance within within kennels we got um so ours we've got a a doggown yard a bitch yard and then a hot lodge where all the bitches in season are the bitch yard and the dog yard are just purely that by name we tend to but well, i tend to mix dogs and bitches together
0: so what are the pros and cons is there a traditional way of i mean would um, you
1: traditionally keep them separate some people keep them separate i'm more i've always been taught um, that you put your dominant bitches in with your dog hounds yeah. and your more submissive quieter dogs in with your bitches right and it just keeps uh, nice balance dynamics, yeah and you know they hunt together as a pack so yeah. why should they not live together as a pack and yeah. for me I think that when you let them out in the morning you know to go on exercise there's not the initial doghounds running to bitches right you know because they're already in with bitches so yes. it, it keeps things quiet
0: so it keeps everything a bit calmer yeah it keeps things settled yeah I'm thinking of like arguments for co-education yeah. <laughs> 20 years yeah, it ago does. Or whatever. it does keep, it keeps things settled
1: in kennels. Yeah. I mean we've not had a a real scrap or anything for a long long time and
0: of all the hounds that you have yeah. how, on the breeding side how I mean give me a sense of perspective because I, I, beagling um, is something people know so little about how many packs would there be in the whole of the UK do oh, you there's, think oh
1: there's still a lot of packs left in the UK I wouldn't be able to give you an exact number
0: just wondering
1: dozens um, scores. yeah 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 do- dozens definitely I mean for college packs alone you think you've got us Radley, yep. Leighton, uh What else is there? The Royal Agricultural, Trinity. Pur- so
0: these are all packs that are attached to educational yes, institutions. So that's, or- that's, that's
1: still that's just the college packs. Yes. That's not including all the other packs in the country.
0: Yeah, and how does breeding work? Is bloodline um, as important as oh, it is? Oh, imp- very, yes. very important. Yeah. Talk, talk um, us through that.
1: So this year we've had four litters. Okay. Uh, usually I would have two to three, uh, but. Because we've got a lot of older hounds in kennels come Christmas time and come um, the end of the season we'll start seeing a lot of those older hounds disappearing because they can't keep up and falling back. How long is a working life typically? It all depends on the hounds. Yeah. I could have one hound that is the best hunter in the world and may only hunt for six or seven seasons. I could have a hound, and he's perfectly put together as well, but I could have a hound that's the ugliest creature in the world and it would just keep going and going. It all depends on the individual. I've got some hounds in kennels that 10, 11-year-olds, um, and then I've got other hounds in kennels, obviously, that are just starting their working life for just over a year now. Because 10
0: and 11 is getting it's on. It's age, yeah. But I they're mean, they're typically, what, 14, 15 years, you yeah, expect, old, so they're quite long-lived yeah. for Yeah. For your average then, Compared
1: to your average dog You know They're well put together They're well bred mm. um, They're looked after right So you would expect That they would have A, a longevity
0: of life And on the breeding side yeah. How do you How do you Deal with that So Do you keep blood stock Or the equivalent Records So we've got or Probably eight breeds? or
1: nine Different bitch lines In kennels Okay Of okay. those eight or nine Different lines Probably Three quarters of them Would be related To another line In some way Um but obviously, we have the online stud book, mm-hmm. which is on the hunting office website that we can use. And um, is that UK only?
0: Is, yeah. is is beagling a very UK based? No,
1: thing? so there's there's packs of beagles out in America, Canada, all over really. Yeah. Um, but we quite often will revert back to the stud book. Obviously, in my head, I've got all of their bloodlines and who is yeah. bred by who and what it goes back to for generations and generations. Mm-hmm. But you tend to be looking at. Sort of your best working hound, so best working dog to best working bitch. If the dog is slightly taller, you think, right, okay, well, we'll put him to a slightly smaller bitch, maybe we'll right. get something halfway in between. Yeah. Um, and you sort of, it's not like with foxhounds or anything where they come out and they all tend to be a certain size. Beagles are quite all over the place. You usually yes. have one slightly smaller one.
0: That's my beagle.
1: <laughs> and then one massive one, and then sort of three or four in between that are the size you want.
0: Right. So there's a lot more variety. Byron, stop it. Now, I might add that I've got my little princeling here who's a softy little <laughs> pedigree with ears that are much longer than the lovely working beagles that we've been looking at. But um, but I was just wondering, so do, do you get... Do, do you draft in hounds from yeah, other kennels? Yeah. How, how like hunting um, hounds is it, So as in foxhounds?
1: If oh, it's exactly, exactly the, the same. same. It's exactly the same principles. Um, if... I used to have say a, a line that I no longer have that I would like to get back to mm. I can look on the association website see what packs actually still have that line and yes. then get in contact and say look I'd actually really want to try and bring this line back is there any chance I could use a dog out or is there any chance I could perhaps borrow uh, a bitch to have a litter yeah. out um, so anything taller that we have we draft on to packs that prefer taller hounds okay. anything smaller again
0: and is that related to their country? I mean, yeah, it's very much horses for courses. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when, so where you are, I mean, I guess because the packs have amalgamated over the years. Yeah. Like I think of you as the Neon Valley yeah. Eagles, because I'm from Petersfield. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I'm guessing you you must have quite a range of country. Yes. Yeah,
1: so a lot of our countries um, is downland. Um, okay.
0: What does that mean when it comes to the confirmation so, of the hounds um, that you're so looking
1: for? We prefer a slightly slighter frame um not a big heavy set hound they don't need to be big heavy set you know it's not like in the lake districts where they've got to climb over stone walls and um stock fencing on top of those stone walls (laughs) you know they're not big heavy bracken bashers or leggy things that need to climb up and over ours is a lot of open country so our hound tends to be a little bit finer um especially in the bone Usually up to the sticks are sort of 16 inches at the shoulder, um, or 15 and a half inches at the shoulder, sorry I should say.
0: Which, actually, thinking about it, is quite small, isn't it? That's about... I mean, I believe that's the show standard for Parson Jack Russell's, for example, 16 inches square. Right. So, for anyone who's listening who, you know, might be wondering how large or small a beagle is, that's probably the smaller end. Yeah.
1: um, So, we have a standard, I think, it's 16 inches at the shoulder, or 16 and a half. And, um if you want to enter certain hound shows they cannot be over the stick okay. because otherwise you start getting into the range of being becoming a harrier whereas we like to keep a nice level pack yes. and the benefits of keeping a nice level
0: pack are same speed yeah they are, they're all up
1: together um, yeah. you know they're not all strung out with the, the rangy ones miles and miles ahead <laughs> you know the 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 old saying is you could throw a tablecloth over them and that's how you want them they want them up together and hunting together as a pack rather than all strung out in a long line somewhere
0: yeah that makes perfect sense you briefly mentioned the harrier harrier different type of different type of hounds yeah Yeah. oh we've got one coming over we're on in the back of your land rover aren't we here so what does a working day look like are they all in yes well for the dogs for the hounds um
1: so we don't start super early. We start okay. about eight o'clock, which is quite civilized and service. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we start about eight o'clock, and our day is we push the hounds out of their lodges onto the yards. Yep. Um, wash Are they all in the
0: same? They're, they're, you've got your three lodges. Got three lodges. Mentioned. Yeah. So yep.
1: we. What's them. a lodge like? A lodge is.
0: I've seen photographs of various foxhound lodges. It's exactly the same. And they're kind of like stepped, aren't they? Yeah. It's, so it's like you'll a, have
1: um, obviously your main room. And then usually running along one wall would be a, a, a bed, mm. usually to two enough foot off the ground so that yeah. they're not catching the chill. Yeah. Um, and then we use shavings on our so a nice deep bed all year round for okay. us. Um, so we shut all the hands out of the lodges. Yeah. Um, we wash down inside. Yeah. And then after we've washed down inside, we wash everything down yeah. outside. So all of the mess. Um, While we're cleaning that away, we've got biscuits on soak. So, all our hounds are fed on biscuit. Um, So, they're on at the moment, they're on a bag a day. Um, In the winter, that'll go up to a bag and a half to a bag and a quarter a day because they need that energy and it goes up to a higher protein. So, in the summer, we're on uh, silver. On when we're gearing up to the season and getting fit, we move up to gold. And then, when we're, excuse me, when we're in the season, we're hunting properly, we got to titanium, which is something like 25% protein. Okay, because they're covering fat. a lot of
0: ground. How yeah. much ground are you covering?
1: Um, I can do anywhere from sort of 10 or 15 miles in a day. So yeah. if I'm doing 10 or
0: 15 miles, they're the doing, hounds are doing a hell of a
1: lot more, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: now, just for anyone who doesn't know, this is all on foot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, all on foot. Yes, yeah, so how does it work? You, you meet?
1: Uh, yeah, so we meet. Um, we usually have... Class. how many
0: people would be following all
1: depends on the day and on the piece of country yeah. um, some meets are brilliant and you'll get loads of people 20 30 people out other meets when they're slightly further away and when it's pouring down with rain you might get sort of the brave handful of people that turn yeah. up um, but we sort of meet we'll have a usually a, a glass of salmon, glass of whiskey glass of port yeah um our trail layers will go off uh, they'll start laying trails i'm
0: so the trails are laid very close to the time that you set off, then. Yeah, so They're um, only just ahead. Trails are laid. And what is the trail? Uh, so we, is it like a turpentine no, so stinky we, rag? No, they
1: use, or we use, sorry, I should say, a spray in, from America, which okay. is a, a urine based uh, spray. Okay. To keep it as traditional as possible as to what we would traditionally hunt. Yes. Um, so trail layers go off. Um, again, I'm oblivious to, as to where the trails are laid, purely because so you don't I don't know where trails are laid. Because What's the advantage there? You're keeping it as traditional as possible. Right. Um, you don't want to know where your trail's laid, because if the hounds come to a check, so if they lose the line yeah. and they're casting about looking, I don't want to then go, well, I know that the trail's been laid this way, so I'm just going to walk you over oh. there. It's important for the hounds to work it out themselves, mm-hmm. because then they they learn a lot more yeah. so if they come to a check you want them to refine the line that they've been laid and it's for them and it's hunting because then they they learn so much more they're not looking to you to then go well come on dad where are you going to take us
0: no totally get that yeah I totally get that both the traditional side and the need to let them work it out for themselves yeah. what would be the age span of a pack out for the day because presumably you've got the old ones and you said you've got quite a lot of older hounds yeah, at, old at the lot moment there's a lot of Embodied kind of knowledge there, yes. isn't there, at the top. You rely of on your
1: older hounds. They're the sort of, you know, the old boys and the old girls that have been there, yeah. done that, got a T-shirt. They're the ones <laughs> that sort of rein in the youthful hounds. So you have all these younger hounds that be at first seats, and if the first season hounds, we usually only take two or three out because they're learning their job. Okay. Otherwise, if you take more out, it's just carnage. Yeah. <laughs> um, the old, they might be, you know, the young hounds might be running around like idiots.
0: Yes. But It's the older
1: hounds that go. Well, actually, no. Come on.
0: What? Peer pressure. We're hunting
1: this line. You're not doing what you want. Over
0: and there. do you couple the younger to the older no. in the same way as the fox hounds? No. So no. Only when they come back
1: from puppy walk. Okay. And they're introduced into the pack that we couple and up. How
0: old are they? Because I mean, we. I had on the podcast a while back the Hursley-Hambledon hounds and we talk quite a bit for anyone who's interested about coupling Mm -hmm. um, and how they do physically couple them an old hound to a young hound for probably a couple of weeks before they've got the hang of it but it's different for the beagles it's not no it's not not
1: too dissimilar um in my opinion, I think there's a little bit more going on in the mind of a beagle than there is of a fox um, but I agree. Yeah.
0: I'm a massive so beagle lover. We, um, they're we, clever, aren't they're, they? Yeah, they're
1: little sods at times. <laughs> um, so we've had some that will be off couples within a couple of weeks. Yeah. We've had some that are on couples for months because you let them off because they're, they're just, just like, like and they go charging <laughs> off and you think, oh, this isn't working. And a lot of time because it's just me and kennels, yeah. You have to trust them completely before you let them off. Yes. Um, so, but again, they come back from walk usually six or seven months, and we will um, we'll couple a young hound up with an older hound yeah. so they get the learn the manners of the pack, learn the routine, uh, learn how things should be done, yeah. what they're supposed to be doing, what they're not supposed to be doing.
0: And they arrive, good with people, knowing their names, pe- Wow,
1: well, fingers crossed if the puppy, puppy walk is any good, then yes, yeah. um, good with people, good with names, good with manners, you know yeah. not barging gates, not looking at cats or anything they 're not supposed to be looking at, yes. you know not charging up to other people 's dogs and things you know yes. it 's a wow.
0: i 've got to say, I was really impressed because i 've got my little princeling beagle here, and we went right up to have a look at your working beagles over. They're just kind of fenced in on some straw and there are loads of kids in with them. It's lovely, actually. But um, I was sort of surprised by how close my little beagle, who's 16 months, was prepared to go because they were actually extremely friendly. They
1: are very friendly. And I think it's, um, it's a massive misconception of hunting hounds is that they're some horrible, bloodthirsty killers because they're not. They are the most gentle... Placid, loving animals in the world. You know, you have and social. And so- uh, they're oh, very essentially social. social aren't because they? you know, if you look at the pen now, you know we've got 27 hounds in there, and probably the same number of kids and children yeah. and members of the public. You know, we wouldn't bring them to a show like this. And you're
0: clearly not worried about no, it. No, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't
1: bring anything to a show that would be any chance of being horrible to someone because yeah. they're not like that you know we've got a couple of hounds in kennels that are miserable old buggers that (laughs) you know if i'm trying to if he's cut his pad or something i'm trying to treat he might sit there grizzling it yes but you could bring him to a show and he'll be the first one up to kids so it's just a massive misconception is that they're some horrible nasty creatures because they're not you know they live for people they live to please and you know our lot are quite happy to get Dragged around by kids, and ears pulled, and the tails <laughs> pulled, and fussed and everything, and rolled on their backs. And
0: you sound like this is more than just a job for you.
1: It's for me, it is my complete life. Yeah. Um,
0: how did you start? I mean, did you beagle as a child? Did you? No. How, so how, I How did it happen?
1: I'm a Pompey boy, so I grew up in Portsmouth. Okay. Um. So you'd be lucky to see like a field of grass, let alone a pack of hounds. Yeah. Um. And. I've always been very outdoorsy. I went to uh, uh, agricultural college. Um, skipped most of learning to go out hunting because yeah. uh, a lot of people on the course were hunting orientated. Yeah, I was working what with what kind of hunting? Uh, with foxhounds. Foxhounds at yeah. that point. Yeah, um, and I had a lot of people. I was working with gun dogs at the time.
0: Okay. Um, so super tuned in to dogs yeah, right from the beginning. I,
1: I was going out with foxhounds and everything, and um, really enjoyed myself. Friends put me in touch with my yeah. local pack of beagles, which were the Valley. And at Valley.
0: that t- time, that was the East yeah. Valley. Just, just for anyone hearing all the noise, actually, that isn't the beagles. That's no, the bloodhounds. Yeah. Just in case anyone was wondering about all that noise, the beagles are being kind of nice and quiet. Pie. Yeah, nice no, and do quiet.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we um. Wow. I, I started going out with beagles, Yeah. skipped a lot of...
0: As in following them? Yeah,
1: and then whipping in with them. Yes. Um,
0: so what does whipping
1: in mean? Uh, just being sort of the huntsman's right-hand man, okay. making sure they're not chasing things they're not supposed to be chasing and mm-hmm. um, you know, being there in case the huntsman needs them stop for whatever reason or if there's a danger, you're there to stop them. Um, so I actually skipped a lot of college <laughs> going out hunting, um, which was a lot more fun than sitting behind mm-hmm. a desk and learning, um, and then I went into hunt service uh, with a pack of foxhounds in Dorset, I was there for a season, then I went to a pack of foxhounds in Devon, I was there for two seasons, and then I got offered this job. Um,
0: and how long have you been here?
1: I've been here eight years now.
0: Right, so this is your pack then, I'd, I mean, you know all of I'd like to say you know yes, all of them. I, yeah,
1: and I've bred... Yeah. 99%. So the ones of at the top
0: here, end age wise you would have are come to? Are the hounds
1: that were just entering okay. when I first came here in 2014.
0: So just back to the hounds a second then. How old are, we, are they when they do their first season out? They're
1: just over a year old. Okay. They're a year olds. They're deemed old enough and mature enough that say a year to a year and a half to start hunting.
0: Yes. And presumably you keep them on, on the shorter days or the early no, in the season no. or are they um, straight in with all their
1: in. older it's very colleagues much, yeah it's very much learn by doing um, yeah. it's not a case of keeping them back at kennels because if they're in kennels they're not learning anything Yeah. Um, I would rather you know this year we've got four and a half couple of puppies to enter of those four and a half couple of puppies I'll be taking a couple out at a time so in theory each hound should be doing Ten to twelve days, okay, throughout During the, year. the season, yeah. And if they get the hang of it, and they're flying before Christmas, I won't try. I won't hunt them after Christmas because they get too cocksure of themselves and think they know what they're doing. And then,
0: you see, it's so funny, isn't it? Because you talk about them as if they're a bunch of people. Are Is they, that yeah. how it feels? Yeah,
1: completely. Um, Are you they know, all
0: individuals? You all, they've very all aware got perso- of their yeah, personalities.
1: They've all wow. got personalities, um, and you know to me they are my complete pride and joy like
0: i can totally yeah, see yeah, that it, 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 they
1: really are you know they come above everything to me they come above my family they come above my wife they come above everything and it's just the way it is you know, yeah. i wouldn't have it any other way yeah um, but there's nothing better you know after a a horrible wet miserable day hunting and you get back to kennels at seven o'clock in the evening and you feed and you sit down you know all the hounds go on their beds and you sit down on their beds with them, and they're all fast asleep and relaxing and it's nice it's nice because you're just building that relationship up with them yeah. and they just sit down they're quiet you're quiet you're tired nine times out of ten you have a We're completely in you harmony doze, oh you are you doze off with them and they're completely chilled out it's really nice it's a a very privileged to be actually be able to do it so it's nice
0: Danny that's lovely well I hope you enjoyed that I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed speaking to Danny and particularly I found it quite touching how mad about his beagles he is because when we got right to the end and he talked about basically uh, curling up on the bed with them and having a snooze after a hard day out hunting uh, I completely got that having spent months on my sofa with my dog over the last year or so Anyway, I'm still looking for sniffer dogs, so if you have any contacts, please get in touch. I've had some lovely introductions to some therapy dogs, so I'll be bringing you a therapy dog very soon. Um, And I'm not going to uh, jinx myself by telling you what I've got next month, that's November, in uh, uh, in case it jinxes the whole thing. Now I'm going to put up the audio on our website, which is shineradio.uk forward slash dogs with jobs. And you can see the photos I've got of the beagles, which are really gorgeous. And I've got some photos that Danny gave me, which I'll pop up of them out hunting and also of them relaxing on exercise and playing and hanging out with the kids at the Alsford show, which was the backdrop to today's interview. Now the wind is setting up. I'm recording this outside. It's getting a bit chilly. I'm going to run inside and uh, go and have a cup of tea, I think. Have a great month and I look forward to being back in November.